I'm all right, thanks. And you? Perfect. I'm great, thank you. And thank you for being on my podcast channel, Chronic But Iconic. Mm. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Privilege. No, I think you, you're going to be great on this interview. You've got so many interesting topics that we're going to touch on today because I think you're a great person. So thank you so much. Oh, thanks. But if you'd just like to introduce yourself and give it a give a everybody a little bit of a background information about yourself that'd be great um yes so my name is kirk howarth i'm 31 um i've been training as a chef since i was 15 wow Um, always worked uh, anywhere between 14 and 18 hours a day um used to run 30 kilometers a week um play tennis football very sporty um very passionate about cooking extremely passionate about cooking and um driven um you know with success and trying to um achieve things um which um you, you know i think we can both relate to with your swimming and Definitely. stuff yeah um and yeah like cooking has been you know it's been my life and um yeah i cooked all over the world um, from america to australia all over Europe, um, all in Michelin star restaurants. Um, so working at a very high standard with a lot of pressure and um, along with that comes stress and definitely you know, a lot of hard yes. work. But um, yeah, it's I love cooking, so it's been my life. And it's incredible really because like you said, you were at the top of your game as well and you were doing so so well and you know, to be struck down by such a disease that's so debilitating it's just soul destroying in so many different ways because it's not just your career that you lose. You lose, you know, your self-worth and your your body because you can't, you know, bounce back the same. So you can't do the sport the same as you used to. And it affects your whole life. Yeah, completely. Um, I think, God, I mean, especially in those early few years when, um, you don't know what it is. Yeah. I think they are even the most, you know, cruelest, um, debilitating years because, you know, you know inside that things are going wrong and, you know, you know, there's, I could, yeah, I could talk about lots of things in kitchens and stuff that I would have never, ever done that started to happen and I kept going, oh my God, like, I wouldn't, have, what's, what's going on with me? Like, yeah. I never would have done that before. Or, you know, if someone asked me to put two plates on the pass, for instance, that's like a chef thing. If you run the pass, you know, if we go on a table, if you go on a table of two, you know, and they say, Kirk, bring two plates on the pass and I put one up. Yeah. Um, you know, all these things started to happen, um, you know, and, and it just, you know, these were the early signs and, you know, it was very, very scary. Um, and then you start, you know, you change your personality, you obviously feel yeah. really down. So you're, not, you're not the same with your work colleagues and then they just think you're a negative person. Yeah. And, but really, you're just in so much agony. You don't obviously... I was spending my days off, kept going to the doctors. Every night after work, I was going to A&E, um, you know, and these doctors, I was in Australia at this time, so they were just, it's even worse in Australia than it is here. Oh, in yeah. Ter- in terms of, if that is believable, but trust me, it is. Yeah, no. Um, so it, it was it was very, very, yeah, it was very, very hard, very, very hard. Definitely, and and being a young person you know you're expected to be able to bounce back and just be on top form 24 7 and like you said your job is so demanding the long hours and the commitment that you have to give to your work you know you don't have time to have days off and time off to go to the doctors and go to A&E like you're explaining and you don't want to allow your career to slip away from you no, and I think, you know, um, throughout, well, when I was younger and stuff, I think I think the kitchen mentality, you know, it, it served me so well in terms of fighting yeah. and keeping positive. But at the same time, there's so many, you know, if, I, if I'd have done any other job, I think, not any other job, but, you know, if in cooking, especially at that level, you don't take days off even if you're sick because it's just, it's kind of that environment where, oh, he's pulling a sick yes. or... Do you know what I mean? It's kind of that, and especially if you're a lad, yes. you know, you're kind of seen as it's changing now and industry is changing and it's getting better. So, you know, I have nothing but good things to say about our industry. I love it. But um, just 
that just that mentality and I don't blame anyone else I blame a lot of it on myself because I kept pushing yeah. through and I you know I looked back and I was like oh my god how did I not stop like you know I went from I used to like I said I used to run so I used to finish service at 11 12 at night sometimes and I used to run to Bondi beat my oh, friends wow. and run back um, and it was amazing and then the week after I literally was wrapping my leg wrapping them up in bandages because I couldn't I couldn't hardly walk crazy because the the pain was yeah. just, you know, and I, I, my pain threshold is very, very high. Yeah. But I mean, that was incredibly intense. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could, it's unexplainable how painful that, that, when that happened, it was. And the shock, obviously, I think your brain and your central nervous system, everything's goes into shock. Definitely. And, and like you're saying, you're such a high achiever, not just, you know, with your, uh, cooking but obviously with the sports side of it as well you wanted to keep yourself as fit as and healthy as possible and live the best life possible and when you're sort of challenged with pain you just you kind of ignore it try and dismiss it try and bury it because you don't want your body not to bounce back for you yeah and you you know obviously when you don't know what it is you think you know am i crazy yeah, but when you have, you know, say you have, you know, say it's winter and you get a flu and, you know, I've had that loads of times in kitchens and you just push through yeah. and, you know, you take loads of lem sip and you take loads of ginger and lemon water and you just push it through and, you know, you get home at 2am and you have a hot bath and then you back up at 7, Yeah, you know, and you push through and then, you know, you're two weeks later, it's gone or whatever, where, you know, when it starts getting months and then years and then like, you know, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's when it becomes very, very scary, I think. And, you know, I think when, you know, when I listen to your podcast talking about, you know, your swimming mindset, and I think yeah. um, it's very, very similar. Definitely. But what we have to accept is that willpower doesn't, you know, we, I think we both, you, you try to beat it with willpower. Yes. And it, unfortunately, willpower doesn't beat this. Willpower is a huge part to play yeah. in recovery. But when you don't know what it is and you're just going to fight through and fight through, all you're doing is causing more damage, exactly. you know, by working like that because, you know, stress feeds it. Yeah, um, so right. So, yeah. And like you say, it's it's so difficult because I, I know from experience, like I clung on to having a busy lifestyle, trying to stick to the routine, trying to keep seeing friends and being the bubbly sofa that I was before. I didn't want to, anything to de defeat me or accept that things were changing. My body was changing and I, I wasn't really listening to the warning signs. I was dismissing them all the time. And like you say, the doctors yeah. say you're fine. All the tests come back saying you're fine. And then you start thinking, am I crazy? Am I losing the plot? Am I weak? Yeah. And we're, we're, yeah, we're both very, very high achievers. And we love sport and we're so used to having such a strong body that it's just, it's kind of not in our DNA to be sort of poorly and, and be unwell and feel weak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah, when I look back, you know, I was, you know, paying for so many scans on my, you know, all parts of my body in Australia costing me like so much yes. money, you know, and I'd be like, you know, but I never really told anyone. I never really told my mates or anything because I looked, I looked kind of okay and stuff. So, and if you can speak and you can, you know, you can smile, then you know you're fine, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. that smile is to just, you know, to, to be like, okay, yeah. yeah, I'm fine. I'm gonna get through it. You know, because I think it's scary to. I don't know. You just don't. I was always never wanting to feel like I was being negative to anyone of course. Um, in terms of like ringing my mates up and moaning how fit shit I feel because when you're doing that if you'd be doing I'd be doing it every day for months yeah. and months and years you know what I mean so I kind of just I actually and I wish I did speak more to other people but I didn't and I felt very very lonely now yeah. uh, I felt very 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 lonely then obviously now and obviously when you know we we aren't actually lonely because there's millions of us that are Definitely. suffering chronically like that um, but at that time I was um yeah, it was very, very lonely. So I kind of just kept it all in, which actually would have made the pain worse when I look back now. Definitely. And, and I think you go through that sort of, um, so, well, you get put in that place where 
you don't want to be complaining because you don't want people thinking you're ungrateful for all the achievements and the successes that you're having and everything that else is that's going on in your life that it's like it's almost like why aren't you coping you should be coping because you're doing this that and the other so to start like moaning to people so to say you don't want people thinking that you're just ungrateful about life and about the opportunities that are coming your way as well, which I think plays a big part in you being feeling isolated and feeling embarrassed by what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally agree. So how long in total have you suffered with Lyme disease and how long have you been diagnosed for? Um, so seven years. Which is a long time. Started and um i only got diagnosed three years ago yeah so it's a, it's a long time being in the dark which can really affect your mental health yeah of course yeah i think um actually you know it's one part of me that is actually been very very strong you know mom yeah you know, i tr- oh, don't get me wrong i've had horrendous days and where you know it's broke me and stuff but 95% of the time I you know I go out to the world and I and I hit this and I, and I say that it's going to go you know I'm going to defeat it and I'm positive and stuff and you know that's you know that mindset has allowed me to carry on yes know, and, definitely you know do do bits of what I love still definitely you know, because if you lose that that mental health you just go into a dark place yes. that you can't get out of so yeah, I think that's super important um, and it is very, very difficult on top of, you know, being in pain and all the other symptoms. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. So has your crazy. journey um, with Lyme disease, is that when you started to adapt to a plant-based diet or had you already incorporated that into your life? Um, well, to cut a long, a long story short, so obviously I was so bad in Australia. It got to, I left it to about nine months before I even told my dad because my dad's very, you know, like, if there's anything wrong, you need to be home. Get home and I'll sort oh, you out. Oh, bless. You know, so I kind of, and he's quite pressured. Yeah. In a caring way, but do you know what I mean? He no, wasn't yeah. me every day. Keep, because you know what it's like when you feel so bad. Anyone that rings you actually knows you in a way. Even though you're so lucky you. to have people that care. Yeah, that, yeah of course. Um, so anyway, after like, I think it was about 13 months of yeah suffering, I, I, I had to come back because um, I, I would have actually probably stayed. Well, I, yeah, I would have stayed in Australia. Did you love it? I was there for, yeah, I was there for four years yeah. and stuff. So I went there. Um, yeah, I had a new set of friends and, you know, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time there and, yeah, we're very settled. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of destructed and destroyed a lot and basically, you know, made me resent Australia and stuff for oh, all the doctors no. as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, and then me and my father spent um, around two and a half years seeing all the best neurologists all over the country, neuroscientists everywhere. Couldn't find, couldn't find what it was, and it was actually a friend of my stepmother's that um, saw a new, um, an article on the news and said that sounds just like your Kirk symptoms. Like tell him, yeah. So he told me, and I never even heard of it. Honestly, never even heard yeah. of it. So I just was like, you know, going crazy in my house, found out what it is, like, oh, yeah, printing all these. And it's, it's kind of like bittersweet as well, isn't it? Because you sort of now know what it is, but then it's having to deal with, you know, the effects and how serious it actually is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's a weird feeling, isn't it? And you're like so happy yeah. and aware that you know what it is because you can then not knowing what it is is actually so debilitating yeah. so knowing what it is which might sound crazy that you're happy that you know what it is but at the same time you like you realize how serious yeah. that is and it's... the challenge that you have ahead yeah um so yeah i i was on high amount of painkillers um from australia because i literally couldn't walk i was like so desperate i was on yeah um, pain medication for people that have um seizures and all sorts you wow. know to keep the nerve pain yeah um and then i came back and then yeah i was seeing all these doctors um yeah and then my stepmother's my stepmother's friend told me about that so then i got i went to i just googled you know anywhere that treat for lyme and it was breakspear at the time 
yeah. uh, breaks being medical down south so i actually booked an appointment straight away drove down there like three days later booked wow. a hotel, got a test and then it came back obviously positive yeah um and then basically they they told me that I needed all these IV antibiotics and it would be like, I think it was £4,000 a week Crazy. or something, astronomical amounts of money. Um, and I just, you know, we'd obviously spent nearly 3000 of this time just on all these tests. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was like, okay, let's speak to some people. Because I didn't know anything. I wasn't on any forums. I wasn't on any groups. I didn't know anybody else with it. Yeah. So I had no, you know, I didn't understand anything about it. So... I basically just didn't decide to do that. And I just, you know, I kind of went with my intuition on a lot of things, actually, and what felt right. And I had a vibe. Yeah, I think that would you know, be important. They're helping a lot. Yeah, they're helping a lot of people um, at the same yeah. time. But, yeah, I just didn't feel that vibe was right for me. I know my body. I knew that my stomach yeah. has always been weak. I've had IBS when I was younger. Yeah. So I always thought that I would probably wouldn't be able to tolerate, like, that amount of intensity of antibiotics. Yeah. Um, so I decided not to do it. And then I just, you know, started researching and researching, speaking to a lot of people. And I re- read about how important diet is. Yes. And I was like, you know, oh, my God, I've been addicted to sugar. That's why, because I've got candida and yeah. all these things. It's like, oh, my God. So, um, yeah, I started to research diet, started to cut out sugar, cut out uh, red meat, cut out butter, cut out, and I just like cut out, didn't do it all at once, took it out in bits yeah. by bits, but it's very intense, you know, from going that guy that eats everything. And, you know, I used to fly to Barcelona and eat in Michelin star restaurants. <laughs> that was like my passion, wow. you know. I used to just, you know, that's what, so food's like not being restricted, like what? Yeah. You know, I, I love cheese at the end of a meal and all these things. Um, yeah, so I just started to like use all my determination in cooking and try and be like use it to like and almost it might sound crazy, but enjoy the journey of like changing the way I eat. Yes, because a lot of people so, can be quite judgmental and be like, "Oh, you know, you're just being really, really too conscious and fuss- fussy about your food," and it's not that we ha- we we yeah. have no other choice. And like you say, like you've got to spice it up and make it exciting so that you can still feel included because like you said it was a big part of not only your work life but your social life as well yeah of course and yeah you know going back to the judge thing I think um it's took me a good couple of years to stop not bothering what anybody else thinks I think you know and I think it's a huge part you know you don't you've got to just you know the people that love you the people that know you and the people that are there for you are the people that you need in your life, the people that judge you, you don't need. Yeah. So, you know, there's, I don't let anything like that bother me. Like, my mind's bulletproof on, like, what other people think, you know, That's because great. I think unless you live with that person, you really don't understand what they go through. Yeah, that's very true. You know what I mean? Even, yeah. your, you know, your friends down the road or whatever, you know, if you pop to their house once a week, they really don't. Yeah. They don't yeah. see any of it, do they? No. Um, so... So, yeah, so I started to change my diet and I started to get, like, what, like amazing improvements, like, really amazing improvements. Um, alongside, I did a, um, a protocol the, called the Calden Protocol. Right. I was doing lots of uh, herb tinctures. Yeah. Um, and I did a thing called bioresonance therapy, which is, like, um, a frequency therapy, uh, which right. I got tested on lots of things, which was quite amazing. So I did all those three things. I think it was about nine months. I literally just dedicated everything. I didn't drink anything but water. I juiced five or six times a day. I ate raw salad every single day, and then I had a hot meal at night. Like I, yeah. I you know, I was I used my discipline in cooking to discipline. Yeah. You know, the water I put in my body. Yeah. I got rid of every bit of sugar in my house, like completely. My like gosh. I was like, what the hell's happening to my house? Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Where's my chocolate gone? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was pretty, and I got I I got about seventy percent better in nine months. Wow, that's insane! And like you say, like you can spend thousands and thousands of pounds on like antibiotic treatment, but I think you just know, like you know, that your body's not going to cope with it. And I'm very much the same. I've got a really really weak stomach, and that's the first thing that any reactions start coming out is in my stomach and you just know it's not right for you and 
if you can do it all naturally and easy at home it makes treatment a lot more enjoyable because you can do it within your own home um, and at your own pace as well yeah yeah of course yeah so um you know it was you know mentally just to stop working you know i had to you know skipping back you know when i had when i i got so bad at my my last because i when i came back from australia i actually carried on working i worked in another wow. another I worked in another restaurant um in nottingham and i got so bad like it became embarrassing because like I couldn't remember the orders and stuff. So like, oh, cause no. I was running, I was, I was a sous chef at this point. So I was in charge of a lot of, you know, all the orders and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was forgetting, you know, people was giving me their orders and I was forgetting to, you know, I wasn't ordering the right things and I was becoming like, the pain was so bad. I was like falling over cause I couldn't, I couldn't walk through the door properly cause it, without hitting the sides. Oh, wow. my, my, my hips were banging the sides. And I, I just started to get so bad. Like I'd get home at like one AM, I'd just collapse in the shower. Have a, I'd have to have a sit down shower. Yeah. And I'd get back up again at six AM and go again. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy. And it was, yeah, it's brutal. And it got so bad that I was like, I literally I had to tell my boss at times to look, I can't I'm not me. I I can't do the no. job that's required. I don't know why. I said, well, my body is just like, it's not, it's deplete. It's feeling like it's just not giving me anything, you know? Yeah, and I think it's very, very difficult in, in that place that, you know, you're just describing because you begin to hate what you used to love and your passion and you get to the point where you do not want to hate the thing that you love the most in your life. And it's, yeah, exactly. it's, that's very, very difficult because you want to push through and you want to keep enjoying it, but when it's causing you so, so much pain, you can't not feel a, a sort of sense of anger towards it because, like, you've got no um, explanation for your pain. So you push it onto what you, are, like, going through at that time and what's in your life at that time and push that anger outward onto that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, you know, you're trying to tell, you know, you, you know, I was working at two Michelin star at this time and, you know, to try and get, you know, you know, loads, basically it was 90% lads, you know, yeah. who, you know, you know, tried to get them to try and understand how, how I, you know, how I feel or whatever, try and get your boss to really understand, oh yeah, he is actually severely you know, he's not well, obviously we don't know what it is, but he needs to, you know, he needs to leave or whatever. Yeah. That was as well, you know, you worry about everything, you know, you worry about what everybody else thinks. Yes. Do they just think I'm weak and I'm, I'm depressed? Yes. So, you know, I'm, I just can't hack it anymore at this restaurant, for instance, or something like that. And it's totally not that, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's so complicated. That's why um, eventually I've been writing a book for like five years wow. now. But I want to write it when, um, when I get all my plates, all my business dishes together and yes. I want it to be a complete collaboration between positive and real. Wow. And I can send that, I can send them books off to the people, you know, to make them understand yes. that, you know, that's what I was going through, do you know what I mean? Definitely. So yeah, eventually that, that's like a lifetime goal. That'll be amazing. And I bet it's going to be outstanding for sure. But uh, oh. I think, I think what will be nice to say is what inspires your way of eating and the dishes that you create because your Instagram is just absolutely beautiful with all your dishes on it. It's fantastic. Oh, thanks so much. Well, basically, um, I think when when I started to, you know, just at home, for instance, like I'd always, you know, I'd, for instance, like if we'd do a roast cabbage, we'd always cook it in loads of butter as a chef and, you know, yeah. We cook a piece of fish, we'd, you know, basting, like we call it basting. It's where you like scoop the butter over the fish and it like soaks all the butter and it's rich and delicious. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. so I just started to change. I started to buy coconut oil. I started to get really good olive oils, yeah. avocado oil. And I started to just roast my cabbage in coconut oil, for instance. And I'd be like, I'd, you know, me and my dad would sit, my dad's actually a chef as well. So I'd, uh, cook, I'd cook tea or whatever for a few yeah. of us. And, um, I'd be like, this is still delicious, just in a different way. It adds, yeah. It's a different genre of deliciousness. Um, yeah. And then I, so I started to, you know, be like, I could do, you know, I could do something out of this. Um, so I started to 
do little things at home. And then I think when I started Plates, um, my business, um, I was just like, we need, we actually, when we first started, actually, we, we was doing bits of fish, um, but we, we needed a, sol- a solid identity as a yeah. business. Who are you and what do you do? You know, so I was like, let's do it. Like, it's so risky and it was scary, you know, because I, it's all personal to me. So all the desserts are without refined sugar because obviously we don't eat refined sugar. No, yeah. Um, you know, it's all basically, you know, incorporated around, you know, my journey of through pain and all the stuff that I've been through um, to showcase positivity through, you know, food. Yeah. Um, so I started to... Yeah, just start creating basically. And if I look back from like the first issue I ever did um, <laughs> to now, don't get me wrong, it is very difficult to keep innovating yeah. and creating exciting dishes when you're so restricted. Yeah. And to make them rich, delicious, and give the whole identity and the whole thing I want to create with plates is, is you know, you know, you could bring your parents, for instance, who eat meat and fish and just love all sorts of food. But when they come to plates, they don't feel like it's a vegan. Yeah. It's a vegan place. It does. They feel like, wow, this is just a different way of eating. It's a different cuisine. Yeah. And it's a different, you know, they don't feel like it, they're missing still, out. Exactly. So it's still fulfilling. You know, I love it when I used to get meaty, to, you know, you know, big big lads come you know with the girlfriend and the girlfriend would be vegan and the guy would be like a media yeah. and she's she's dragged him for her birthday or something yeah. and he's like pulling his face and then you know by the time at the end he's like hugging me and like oh my god man like that's the first time i didn't think i could you know not need a steak for dinner yeah. and stuff yeah that's the whole achievement and that's what that's and basically it must be so angle. rewarding just to change people's judgments and perspective as well of course of course, and again, it relates to what we've been through. Yeah, we're trying to all our best to get people to understand it, and it relates also to that. So, it, like, yeah, um, so it's it's yeah, it's pretty um, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, and stuff. because I, I think I did I did used to sorry. I'll sorry, no, that. go carry, carry on. Sorry, I'm cutting in. I did. Uh, so we have a um, a food studio in London now. Uh, we did used to open it on the weekend. Wow. The restaurant. Um, but I got so, I, I was just, I got so ill, I actually suffered with mold toxicity as well oh, no. um, this last year. Um, so I went pretty much really back um, and we just had to stop it because the stress of doing the service and oh, we got no, so no, busy, no. which was amazing. So uh, letting go of that was really hard. But now we kind of, you know, changing it as a smarter direction. You know, my goal is to have a restaurant full time when I'm fully back. Yeah, that would be insane. And that's what I dream. But Right now, we're doing a lot of brand collaborations and events and creative consultancy. And I, do, I design menus for restaurants in London now. Wow, and that's and super like exciting. That. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I know that you've catered for sort of events. And what kind of events have you done in the past or plan to do in the future? Oh, so we've, God, we've been, we've been lucky. Like, we've done some amazing, you know, work with some amazing people. Um, we've done, we did a year's collaboration with a brand called Aesop, who do, you know, have you seen the wow. natural soaps? Yeah. And stuff. They have amazing, so we did um, food collaborations with those. We've done a lot of stuff with a lot of fashion brands, um, sustainable brands. Um lots of we was in portugal six weeks ago at an organic restaurant in wow. lagos where we did like a two-week cookery school um and then we created an organic veget- um plant-based menu um and then we did a dinner so yeah that's um, exciting lots of opportunities are coming in and i'm you know i'm just about i have to now like you know take you know another chef on and try and you know dick you know delegate a bit more yes. than i was so hands-on but I'm not going to get fully better if I don't yeah. if I do all the physical because cooking so physical definitely like swimming and, yeah you know so it's about you know a lot of actually the work behind it yeah yeah the work behind what I do is a lot of is a lot of the thinking you have to do a lot of the creative thinking before you actually start testing the dishes yes so the development process can be weeks and months um so yeah, I'm doing a lot of that, and then obviously going down to London and and you know doing our events, or if we've got you know development jobs come in yeah. and stuff like that, and then you know 
balancing, you know, between me and my chef, um, you know, what we do and getting getting her to do a bit more of the physical stuff and I do more of the, you know, this is what we're going to do, yeah. planning that, the organisation, because, you know, I still have to keep the business going because financially as well to pay yes. the treatments and, and stuff. Definitely. You know, so it was, it was hard to stop the restaurant, but really, really took a lot out of me. Um, you know, after Christmas, I was pretty down about it and it hit me hard, but I've kind of got over it now and I've got to, you know, you've got to just find the positives in every situation. Exactly, and, and you know, never say never. You never know. And, you know, you're putting all the hard work in now that we've got to keep faith, faith in faith and see how it all works out. But we, we have to learn to not allow the disease to keep taking from us and we have to adapt and we have to just, like you say, get the positives out of it all and make a, still make a life for ourselves because we do deserve life. And I think people forget that. People see you know, becoming ill and then they become angry and give up on their dreams when actually it's a time when we should keep chasing our dreams more than ever. Yeah, exactly. And it's that fine balance between, um, um, you know, you've got to at the same time listen to your body and put your health first. I think that's, you know, that's the that's the most important thing and if it means if it means stopping your job for now or your dream for now then that doesn't mean giving up that just means you you know that's what's that's what yes. serves you right now and you can pick that up again do you know what I mean I think that's I've always been I can't give up yeah never I'm give saying. up never give up but sometimes surrendering is not giving yeah. up um I'm putting your health first yes definitely and I think that's a very very important message but I think obviously we've just touched on this briefly but setting up your own business and managing your health is a really really big task and a lot of sufferers with this disease are high flyers high achievers uh, goal getters and it's very difficult you know people do have to give up their businesses or they don't know how they can carry on running a business with the disease so do you have any hints and tips for other sufferers out there that you may be able to give um, I think I don't know if I'm the best I'd, uh, I'd, you know when I when I set up plates yeah. um, I, I'd actually just come back from um, I did ozone therapy in Cyprus right. and um, because before that I did um, I flew to Australia and I did and my best friend lives in Australia and we did a dinner raising awareness out there yeah and the flight made me so ill. I spent about four months in bed when I came oh back. I just God. couldn't stop being sick, and the pain was horrendous. So I just had to do something. So I went and did this treatment that made me worse. But oh just before I went and did that treatment, I was starting to get a bit better in terms of like things were calming down yeah. a bit. Um, so you know, me and my sister always talked about setting something up. You know, at this point, we didn't know it was going to be a plant-based thing. Yeah. Um, so in my head, we were like, when we get back, when you get back from Cyprus, you're going to be like another twenty five percent better at least. So you know, we will do it. You know, as soon as you get back, we're going to set it up. Yeah. Um, and I already like we'd already done some stuff before and made some arrangements and got got um, a place to do residences and stuff. So we'd already committed. Um, and when I came back from Cyprus, I was so sick. Wow. Um, and I remember I was and I set plates up from my sister's kitchen. Yeah. And I never forget it. I used to have a dish on one of the first dishes I did was called a beetroot tartar. <laughs> it was take on like a beef tartar, but I did it with beetroot yeah. instead. Um, and I remember I used to literally like dice two beetroots and then collapse on the sofa oh, for two no. hours, get up, dice two more beetroots, and that's how I did it. And like that's <laughs> it was, commitment. It was ruthless, yeah. and I, I look back and it was silly. It was silly. I should have just stopped, you know, and stuff, but. You know, and I've I've learned I'm not as bad like that now. But yeah, that's how I kind of set the business up. It was, yeah, it was. I went through a lot to set yeah. it up. Um, but in terms of now, yeah, I think it's just, I think, not getting. I think controlling your anxiety and controlling, con controlling what you can't control. Yes. You know, um, and if you know if. If you lose out on a job or the job's too much and you have to let it go, you know, I had to turn down a, f a few huge TV things wow. um, this year, which would have been incredible for business. I would have been like, 
you know, things that, you know, yeah. it's like you winning a gold medal, you know, in the yeah. Olympics and, you know, you can see it, but you can't go and get yeah. it. You know, it's a similar sort of thing. And I'd worked 15 years to have them sort of opportunities and gone through a lot of work in kitchens and trained a lot. And um, so, I, yeah, I had to, you know, I had to turn down stuff because I was just like, my body's not going to be able to no. do it. Yeah. You know, but it's okay because I've got this other little job that's going to, and I've got this, you know, and I've got this. Yeah. And it's fine. And, and understanding that things come back around and we'll, we will have our time back. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a great message. It really is. But would you like to sort of talk a bit more about your ozone therapy? Because I know a lot of people is quite a sort of a popular option for quite many many people. Mm. But you're saying that it wasn't yeah. great for you. No, I think as you know, as you as you know, everything is personal. It definitely so, is. Yeah, you know, not one thing has worked for me. I'll never, you know, I'm not bitter towards. You know, that I did it. I made that choice. I made the mistake. Um, it was too much for my body. Um, you know, my my route now I know is the patient route. It's not for me flying to Germany and going having stem cells now yeah. because I I just, I you know, I have vision that I've, my body's told me, no, Kurt, you've made that mistake once. You stay here yeah. and you've got, you know, I've got to do the hard yards. It might take another year or two years or three years. You know, I don't want to think any longer than a year. Yeah. I'm giving myself that sort of target to get, you know, a lot better. Yeah. But, yeah, um, it's just it, ozone therapy is very intense. I didn't realise how intense right. it was. Um, if you're going to do anything like ozone or stem cells, you have to research incredible amounts, speak to doctors, mm. speak to the best scientists in the world, you know, look at the, the rates, the success rates to the people that get worse to the people that get no results you know you have to really look at yeah. it and there's certain tests you can do on your body to check that you know if you're cell you know you have certain cell counts and all these things that are really really important um i just i think the hardest thing is to be patient yes. and not just desperate buy and do desperate treatments um you know i, I believe that your body's always trying to heal you've just got to you know give it the stuff to allow yeah. it to heal and like you said you know you made that journey to australia on the flight and you know it knocked you yeah. for six for four months and and i'm really bad with flying it it drains me and that's just doing like a three-hour trip so i can't imagine yeah it was how that is it was yeah it was crazy and a lot of regret you know a year or so to get over that regret of doing that and then a year ago another year to get over the regret of going to do ozone yeah. and yeah blame myself a lot um but at the end of the day blaming yourself just makes you exactly more yes and you live and you learn and i've done it now i can't turn my yeah. clock um, you know i did in a month of sundays knew that it would the flight would make me that ill no. i mean you know i was my friend had to literally spoon feed me and oh, that's you know when i was in australia um, yeah. So I never, you know, I, I obviously thought I'd struggle with a jet lag. And yeah. Thought, you know, maybe, blah, blah, but I never in a million years realized, yeah. you know, understood that I would be. Uh, but at that point, I didn't know much about my illness. Yeah. You know, I'd only studied it for nine months or so. So I was like, yeah, well, you know, I never realized it could come back and you can relapse and all these yeah. things that, you you know, my knowledge now, now four years on is, you know, crazy in depth compared to that. Yeah. And, you know, it just goes to show that I know, like you were saying, you do a lot of jobs in London and things like that. But even the travel down there drains you and you have to take everything into consideration. You know, a lot of people yeah. go abroad to America for treatment. But they don't realise that, you know, that's that's three months away from their family and their main support system in a place that they don't really know. And you re like you say, you really do have to do your research. You have to listen to your own body and know, like, in your gut what is right for you. Yeah, exactly. It's easy to get, you know, listen to, you know, especially, you know, all these groups that are amazing, you know, the, the support yeah. there and everybody supports each other is incredible. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, people do because they're excited and they're positive and people do put, oh, my God, I did this treatment and I'm 70% yeah. better. Blah, blah. So you're like, oh, my God, this yeah. is the place that's going to get me better. So you go and book it. But what you don't understand is that that person could have done another three things at home, which was helping as yeah. well. So it's just not, it's just, they haven't mentioned. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So it's very you have to be very careful what you read and what what you actually take. And I in. think that's really really important because I've had it before where I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't know if I want to do that treatment, and people are like, why are you being so negative? You know, you should be wanting to get better. And it's not that I don't want to get better. I want nothing more to get better. But there's just something telling me that it's not right for me, having been through yeah. the journey myself. And like you say, only you know your body. No one else can yeah, sort of tell you. you. So it's not that you're being negative. You just, you know, sort of, you just know in your gut. You could, there's no way to explain it, really. Yeah, and you have to, obviously, I didn't know this before Cyprus, but, the facts are you can get worse yeah so you know you can spend all that money yeah and then you, you, you know i know people that have spent fifty thousand pounds on stem cell and fifty thousand pounds on lots of other things i know lots of people have got better off stem cell as yeah. well but at the same time and they're not better or you know and they're dealing with more issues so you have to be so careful which you know what's happened to me with cyprus i started dealing with more issues you know yeah. the mold and lots of other things i just became more sensitive and so, yeah, you have to be so careful and listen to yourself and not what everybody else yeah. says, which is, is the hardest definitely, thing. Definitely, definitely. So, I, I, well, I feel like you're sort of getting there with the work-life balance, but I know it's very, very difficult with a, with a chronic illness of any sort. So do you, again, have any tips for anybody out there that is trying maybe, well, feeling a little bit better and wanting to get back into the work Um sort of situation or just any tips on balancing health with work um i think like pre-planning and not missing out on your food and stuff is really important you know if you can yeah pre-plan so you you know you don't get when you're busy or when things do come in you're more ready for them that's what i kind of do now so even if i haven't got you know, specific jobs coming in or specific, you know, I'm always creating new dishes in my, on my notebook and stuff. Yes. And then, oh my God, yeah, I create that for them so I can use that recipe for there or so just trying to be ahead yeah. um, on anything. Um, I found this last few months, um, meditation has really helped me. So like if I sit on a train yeah. now, I meditate well, that's good. You know, through Spotify or whatever. Yeah. Um, that definitely helps i think the brain is so powerful definitely um yoga as well I've started oh i love doing. yoga <laughs> i've had to put my ego to the side for all the illness, <laughs> i tell you you know walking into a, a yoga class a meditation class not being sexist or anything but when there's 20 yeah. women and you know for me coming out of a, like a macho you know laddie background of being in kitchens yeah. where everyone just goes to the gym and wear hard and wear this yeah. do you know what i mean so having to like okay you need to listen to your body now. Yeah, definitely. My doc, my doctor says every every week, Kirk, I wish I could separate Kirk head from Kirk body. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because Kirk head is a million miles the other way, and Kirk body is a million miles yeah. the other way trying to catch up. I think that's a lot of with us all. Definitely, definitely. And what would you say are your worst symptoms in the past and present that people might be able Pain. to relate to? Pain. pain pain is my my yeah it always has been yeah um pain and then fatigue over the last six months which i never had before ozone ozone actually gives me chronic fatigue oh. don't know how um so crushing fatigue yeah. is horrific and i never in a million years realized how like you know because people just think oh you're tired yeah, you just sleep more it tired. Off. no no yeah. no this is yeah it's like sacks of potatoes around your oh, body <laughs> like um, so yeah, pain, pain management is my biggest thing, and fatigue. But pain, I'm, I have, yeah, all over my body. And how do you manage um, that from day to day? Oh, I've got. Um, I try and stretch as much as I can. Right. Yeah. Um, first thing I wake up in the morning, I do cold shower. Oh wow, that's brave. Yeah. yeah. So I've started doing now. I can now do seven minute cold bath, which of course, which was horrendous. I bet. I bet. <laughs> but now I do cold, hot, cold, hot in my cold, warm, cold, warm on my shower in the yeah. morning. So I do like two minutes on each. And yeah, cold's not cold for me anymore. It's quite interesting how your body changes and your brain adapts. Yes. You know, the first time you do it, it's like it's a shock. You 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 know, you run out that shower and you wrap yourself in the towel. Yeah. 
um, but now I'm I can handle it. Wow. So, yeah, that yoga. Um, obviously, my diet really really important. Yes. So the gut obviously controls a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, I try my best not to cheat ever. You know. Now that takes commitment as well. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like at Easter, I had like a little bit of an Easter egg, and like the next day I was. Oh. In, I was really sick. I'm like, oh my god, why can't I not just have one? Bit I know you just want to live, <laughs> don't you? And enjoy the moment. But yeah, ninety-nine percent of the time, I never yeah. cheat and stuff. So, but yeah, I think sometimes mentally you have to just be like, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. And I think finally, I think it'd be really great if you could just sort of share your social media platforms, how people can contact you, because I'm sure a lot of people would like to know more about plant-based living, dishes that they might be able to try at home, or how the diet could maybe help them in their sort of journey to wellness, really. Yeah, of course. So my my personal Instagram is Kirk, K-I-R-K underscore Howarth, which is H-A-W-O-R-T-H. And that's where I share a lot of my personal stuff. And it's mainly food. Yeah. I try and keep it really positive. What yeah. I do, but I do some awareness posts on online and other things as well on health and you know, yeah. anything that I've read that I find interesting. I always try and share it with people. Um and then my business page is plates underscore London, um, where, yeah, that's where you'll see all our, you know, our work yes. that we're doing, the people we're working with and a lot of the food. Um, I'm always, you know, open to if anyone wants advice on on diets or anything like that. I never claim I'm a nutritionist or anything like that, but if anyone wants any support on, you know, plant-based diets or other things, yeah. um, just email me and I'll always, I'll always help anybody. And that's um, great to hear yeah. because a lot of people often they've been told to cut out dairy, cut out gluten, this, that, and the other, and they just don't know where to start. So I think that's no. great that if people can reach out to you and you can maybe just even give them a couple of dishes to start off with that they might be able to try and adapt and you, it might, you know, really, really help them. Yeah, of course. And, you know, going back to diet is we have to remember that diet is very, very personal. Yes. and you know, there's a lot of people that preach this diet for yeah. this illness or this diet for this. You have to understand that you have to again listen to your body and you know if something when you eat something, if it makes you feel better or it makes you feel worse, write it down. That's what yeah. I did. And then I started deleting all the things that made me feel feel worse, you know. Yeah. So it's all personal, you know. I never say to somebody, um, don't eat meat and don't eat fish. Good meat and good fish is good for you. Yeah. You know. You know, some people can actually, you know, really good organic dairy as well. Right. Like and things. They're also good for the gut, but it depends how your yeah. gut is. You know, so, you know, you can't say, you know, I never say to anyone, do a plant-based diet or do keto diet or, you know, I always say just try little things and just work out and see how you feel, you know. And yeah. You, can, you know, listen to your body. If your body's telling you you need some meat, eat some meat. If your body's telling you, you know, that that meat isn't good for you don't yeah. do it you know it's it's very uh it's very personal and i think it's great for people to reach out to you as well because a lot of the time the family and friends think oh they're being fussy you know how can it be making you unwell and they don't see the fact it does make you unwell because sometimes it can be like three hours till the symptoms start to show if you've eaten something wrong and if you like I used to live alone I I live with my parents now um but they at first were like no you can't be getting unwell off gluten and wheat and all this and I was like yeah you know I'm literally physically sick you know my stomach's in so much cramps I can't move and I've got rashes and my throat swells up and it was only sort of when I sort of moved back in with them and, and I was with them more often when they saw that I couldn't make up the symptoms because it was happening right in front yeah, of them. Yeah. The, they began to believe me. And I think that's the same with other people that may be starting their journey with all this. They need advice from people like yourselves just to like prove that they're not being fussy and there is reasoning behind the reactions and that they can eliminate them and there is a way around them and adapting their diet is, is key. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, you know, diet, uh, you know, a lot of thing, the wrong things you eat can cause inflammation and, you know, there's there's so many, there's so many things, yeah. you know, and you can get tested now for intolerances, yeah. 
And all those sort of things. And it's so important if you're fighting something that you're cutting out the foods that cause inflammation. Yeah. You know, really, really important. Definitely. Um, but yeah, getting people to understand that is another another yeah, job. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> but again, yeah, you've just got to, you know, you've got to be hard faced. You've got to know what's right for you yeah. and go for it. And I think you touched on it at the beginning about saying, you know, you, you've become almost numb to judgments now. You know yourself what is right and what is wrong. And you, you know, you go with your gut. And I think that's what people have to do. They have to sort of shake off the embarrassment, stay true to you. The people who, matter will always support you no matter what and I think that is key as well yeah I think usually you know I'm sure you have as well learned uh you know I've learned a lot about who my real friends are definitely you know who's there for me and stuff and you know I hear all the time it makes me really really sad and I was actually going to do a video on this about and it really upsets me about you know people losing friends and family because then you know they're not believing that person yeah. and that really makes me angry and you know I've had a completely the opposite you know I've had friends come and work for me for free and you know buy me you know buy me even buy me like you know one of my friends last week bought me some like some salts for the bath because he knew I felt I was down oh, and stuff just so little nice. things like that and it's like you know and I've got, you know, I'm so blessed. I'm so, so blessed that, that of so many people that care yeah. and, you know, support me, even though it is lonely and you're never going to get everybody to understand that, you know, it's a minefield. And I always try and put myself in the other person's Definitely. position if my friend had yeah. it or, you know, and stuff like that. But, yeah, if, you know, if you are a friend of somebody that's suffering, I just, all I, all I want to say is just believe them and support yes. them and try and do little things, you know, even if it's, you pop around for half an hour and bring them, you know, bring them a snack that they like and leave or something. That can change that person's yeah. day, like literally, like you know. So yeah, that's. I think that's really, really important that your friends and your family really definitely. And people don't forget that literally a message that takes two seconds to write out, like you say, could make someone's day and even someone's week. So you know, two seconds of your time means the world to someone who's going through any chronic illness of course just pick it you know even if you just pick up the phone and say yeah you know don't say oh, are you okay just be like hey man like what are you up to you know do you yeah anything? you know i think that's the hardest thing to ask somebody that feels shit a lot of the time are you okay because it's the obvious yeah. thing that you ask somebody isn't it yeah um but yeah just you know make that extra phone call make that text message because it means like triple and more yes. than what it will mean you know to a healthy person so I think that, you know, that and that can really help heal, you know, it can really, you know, and just say, like, yeah. you know, you know, if you just text people and say, I believe you, I know what you're going through. I've read, you know, I always say to people like friends who, you know, have these problems, like send, send links to that person and say, look, like, I'm not, you know, we're not yeah. making it up, you know, read this link. Or, yeah. You know, read. And obviously you've done a lot with your work, which is incredibly inspiring, amazing, your blog and oh, stuff. So, you. you know, people can, people can send your blog to, you know, people, you know, people's parents who don't believe them. Yeah. And, and that actually can help that person so much with, Definitely. you know, stress and stuff. Because you don't, you know, we just don't have the, we don't have the energy to be proving to people. Yeah, no, you know? yeah. And, <laughs> we just don't. And I think, again, you've you've said this a number of times throughout the interview and, I, you know, I think it's really key, but you're saying, I'm blessed, I'm grateful. And I think chronic illness is quite negative on the whole, but we become, you know, such better people in, oh, God, you know, in yeah. the sense that we value the little things in life and the people that matter to us so much more and we're so thankful and grateful and that's a great thing I think it really is I think you look at the world completely differently yeah you do you do you know the the worries that you would have that I just like why I'm not bothered about worrying about that anymore yeah exactly As 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 long as I get my health back and as long as I'm fully ready I'll, I'll you know I'll get through anything definitely I think you know it does make you stronger definitely. And 100% makes you a better person makes you a kinder person makes you more generous yeah makes you look at people differently yeah and um, you know makes you more wiser makes you more intelligent so yeah definitely you know, you've got to find all the, and, all the and we're always learning because we have to learn on the job because there's no textbook that says 
live your life this way or do this and you're, you know, miracle cure. We literally have to learn on the job and that's often hard. And like you're saying before, patience, patience is a virtue. Yeah. And it's hard when you're spending your money, you know, from Definitely. what you've saved up all your life, you know, like, yeah. you know, you know, I, you know, I was always, my mother always taught, taught me to save and stuff. So I save, you know, stuff so I'd have a mortgage, you know, for when I got to this age and stuff. And that's gone on, on trying that yeah, and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've got over it now. It's fine. That's, you know, that was my path and, you know, that's it. And yeah. how for me isn't important right now. And, you know, so it's fine. But yeah, just keeping the, keeping the will you know the strength and the willpower to keep going and keep trying something else i think that's you know yeah that's the hard thing as well you know you can give up and like oh nothing's work you know definitely yeah you know um definitely and to finish finally i think it'd be really yeah. important if you could just say your goals for the future and sort of anywhere that you know you really want to sort of get the message out or how you want to get the message out um I think um, goals for the future, just to be healthy, be happy. Um, my dream goal is to have a restaurant yeah. somewhere, maybe in, you know, surrounded by gardens and greenery, <laughs> that sort of yeah. thing, and maybe build a little holistic therapy centre on the side That's or something. Cool. I don't know. There's a lot of ideas and possibilities. Yeah. Um, so I always visualise that. and. To help others, you know, doing what you're doing is incredibly oh, you. You know, mo- motivating. And, and and I think it is, I think you'll probably go for these feelings. You probably write something like, oh, should I post this? Yeah. Should I? Or what are people going to think? What are people not? But I think, yeah, mentally you you deal with that, you know, so well by how much you're doing and Thank stuff. Thank you. Um, and it inspires me to, to do more. I, like I told you um, on text, you know, I did, I did a lot a couple of years ago. Yes. And then I just. I've just had to focus on me these last few years yeah. and try and build, build you know, me and stuff. But once I'm fully better and I want to do a lot more things for other people, definitely. Definitely. And I think it helps in our own healing, for me anyway. Helping others is so rewarding. Oh, it's the greatest gift. Yeah, yeah and you just think, gift. you know, all the suffering, everything that you go through, the pain is all worth it because I'm helping other people and, you know, there's a, a purpose to the pain, so to speak. Yeah, of course. Like when I was when I go to London and stuff, and you know, obviously, when you spend so much money, you you you, you have anxiety. You know, you worry about you know your money situation. Yeah. Blah blah blah. You know, but if I walk past a homeless person, I'll just go in the shop and buy him a portion of chips or something, oh. and it actually makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, hold on a minute, like I've got clothes on. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm able to live in my parents' house. You know I'm you know I've got a warm bed at night. All these things that when you you, know, you take for granted until you exactly. go through what we've gone through, um, and that yeah, giving definitely helps. It definitely helps heal. Definitely, definitely. a lot. Like we we're saying before, gratitude. We become so much more grateful, and you know even okay. like your cup of coffee or just a little drink in the morning or whatever. You, it means the world to you. And before, it was just yeah. a given that you could eat a pizza and it would be fine and you had this and that. And, and then when it's sort of taken away for you, from you and you have to adapt, every, every yeah. everything else, you know, you, you become so grateful. You realise the support and the level of support around you. You know, you do lose friends, unfortunately, but you gain so many great people as well. So you have to focus yeah. on the positives. Of course, I think that's the, you know, the daily reminder for, you know, and I think at the same time, it's probably one of the worst things, you know, I remember back back a couple of years ago, my dad was like, you know, my dad's quite old school and he was like, just keep positive, son. Yeah. just keep positive, son. and it actually really, we used to fall out, it's like, dad, what do you mean, like, yeah. don't deal with this every day, do you know what I mean, it's actually the most irritating thing you can say to someone, but at the same time, it's the most, it is the most important. It is, yes. You know, because your your brain speaks to your body. You know? <laughs> They're all connected. You know, that's scientifically proven now that, you know, it changes yeah. the way our brain changes the way we feel and all that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's a whirlwind of a journey. but It is. It's yeah. never ending. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to end. It's going to end. Well, you know, well, the journey sort of isn't 
ever going to end. Yeah, the, the journey. It's, no, it's part of our lives now, it's, isn't it? It's a bit like happiness. It's, you know, it is a journey, not a destination, I always think. And even if Lyme isn't as, you know, as intense as it is now, it's it's still going to be sort of part of us and part of our DNA because, like you said, it, you know, it's made us strong. It's made us more grateful. It makes us into the people that we are today. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So it's it's been an absolute delight to talk to you today, Kirk, and I really really appreciate you coming on the channel because I think we've touched on a lot of different subjects and so many ways that people will gain inspiration from what you've had to say and be it's been so helpful not just to me but to the listeners I'm for sure oh thank you so much and thank you for inviting me and thank you for all the work you're doing for everybody thank you uh, for suffering because you know sometimes when you're doing it you don't realize I think you know not you but you know when you, you know it really does touch the people that are suffering it definitely does so never give up you know doing what you're doing and what you're creating because it's incredible thank you and thank you for your kind words it really means a lot and it, it's been an honor to have you on and you know your, your Instagram is insane every time I look at it I'm like oh my gosh you're making me so hungry because it, it, it looks incredible <laughs> so everyone should really really head over to your Instagram and check it out and check out your website as well and and reach out to you because like you said you're willing to help you're a great guy you know you're not scary so (laughs) um, I think everybody can gain so much motivation and inspiration from yourself as well so thank you so much yeah oh thank you and we'll have to go for that cup of tea definitely that's (laughs) a definite and we can raise awareness together and I'm for sure work together and collab on something i'm for sure about yeah that. of course definitely we've got to do the north yeah flag. definitely definitely <laughs> fly the flag for Lancashire. yes that's what we like to hear <laughs> okay thank you so much thank, thank you, you. Take bye care.